Welcome back to Confessions of a Recruiter with Blake and Declan. We are on a global mission to build the world's largest community of recruiters so we can all connect and succeed together. That's right. If you want to check out more of Confessions of a Recruiter, jump on to confessions.tv, subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter, access merch, and if you want to chat to us directly, join our Discord at XR House with the links below. Now, we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Recruiter, joined by Blake and Declan, the recruitment entrepreneurs. Now <laughs> 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 we say that because it's just a funny thing to say. We don't have tickets on ourselves, but um, we've got a, an interesting episode today. What we wanted to do was have a little bit of a chat about some things that we've got going on for 2024. It's the season of preparation for recruiters to set themselves up for a big year next year. So in the spirit of that, we thought we would have a bit of a high-level overview on some things that our high-performance coach um, discussed with us recently and we wanted to share that with our audience because we feel that there's probably a lot of alignment with other recruiters out there that want to kind of get started and get thinking about what they can do to become better recruiters. So, uh, Declan, do you want to just take us away? Give us a little bit of an intro on what we're doing at X Recruiter to help recruiters become better recruiters and, and just a little bit of a, a pretext on what we're about to go through. Yeah, sure. So, we've partnered with a high-performance recruitment coach for the whole period of 2024, which is super, super special. And what we'll be running is a 90-day program, um, a cohort for every quarter. So, January, April, July and October to ensure that everyone that starts fresh in their new business is firing on all cylinders and can build a really strong foundation. And there's going to be a lot of tangible takeaways and we'll obviously get very granular um, throughout those 90 days with the business owners. But essentially what we're going to discuss today is going to be the three pillars, we could call them. Um, And they're called talent, time and intensity. So that's what we're going to break down today because these are Actional items that you don't need to own a business to do these things and you don't need to wait till 2024 to implement them. This is what you can do right now to improve as a recruitment consultant, as a manager, or pretty much, you know, a candidate resourcer, anything. And we're going to break down the difference between a high performer and, you know, just kicking the can down the road, being average. So I think we first start discussing the number one pillar, which is talent. Yep, 100%. Now, before we get into talent, We just want to uh, make something really, really clear here. This is kind of regurgitated from our high-performance coach. So if anyone's looking for some more information around who that is, how they can get a little bit more info and all that kind of stuff, reach out and we're happy to share their details. But for now, uh, we'll just uh, keep their their name private. So um, extending on what you just said then, Declan, this is not just, I guess, recruitment-related. This could probably be... Uh, extrapolated across just any professional wanting to become a better individual. So um, let's start with talent. Yeah. So so essentially there's three things that you can do outside of tangible training to make yourself a better recruiter. And as Declan just said, there's talent, time, and intensity. The talent part of these three pillars is um, – 
the first question you need to ask yourself is what talent is required in my job to make me an exceptional performer? And as a recruiter, generally there's a lot of answers to this question. There's communication, there's sales, there's time management. And so the question then becomes, let's say it's sales, time management and communication. How often are you working on becoming a better salesperson, a better communicator, a better time manager? And ultimately, this first pillar is around how much time per week do you spend on improving these skills? Your talent. These talents that are required to be an exceptional performer. And 99 times out of 100, most recruiters will say, well, none. I do them in my job. Yeah. Um, And and whilst uh, work experience is obviously really, really valuable, what takes a high performer to the next level is scheduling out some time each day or each week to train and refine and improve the talent or the skills required to be an exceptional performer. So let's call it sales. I believe sales is the most crucial element to being a good recruiter. Sales is a very broad term that can become, uh, you know, how to prospect, how to close, how to qualify, how to ask better questions, all of these kind of things. So how much time am I spending every single week on becoming a better salesperson? Now, the one thing that the high performance coach made clear is um, he's not referring to, you know, do you listen to a podcast on the way to work or as background music to focusing on something else, say at the gym. How much time do you actually spend 100% focused and dedicated on understanding and learning whatever it is, the skill or the podcast or the book or the the session or the training of that skill that you need to acquire. And I guess I'll ask you for some, some kind of like real life examples. How often do you spend each week on improving the skill, the, the crucial skills required to be a better recruiter? Oh, mate, I probably don't. Yeah. Oh, I'm guilty I feel of it too. Like, yeah, I, honestly, I I've, when it was just blended, then yeah, I was we would do it as a team. Um, you know, training something you do, not something that you've done, and implement something every single day, like ten to fifteen minutes. Um, but being you know caught between both, then I find it very hard to. Um, it's it's not often a recruiter will proactively go out of their way and schedule time to to learn a new skill or craft or or get better at their their trade. And ultimately, if we want to be a high performer, if we want to be the master of our craft, we need to put in the time to spend on refining our craft and sharpening the axe and getting better and better and better. So um, step one, uh, to uh, start to build the foundations of your pillar. Step one is to schedule out some time either each day or each week can be very, very Uh, elementary to begin with. It can be one hour a week, something that you can absolutely follow through with. But do it every day. Well, it needs to be something that you can absolutely follow through with and then slowly improve. So if it's two hours a week, um, then start at two hours a week because you know you'll absolutely do that and then slowly evolve into every day. But um, just kind of like a new diet, 
a new gym fad, whatever it is. If you go so hard and say, I'm going to start going to the gym seven days a week from going from nothing, it'll last one week and then you'll fall off the bandwagon. Same concept in, in developing your skills and your talents as a recruiter. You can't just go 100 miles an hour straight away because it's not sustainable. So the advice that was given was um, start extremely small, something that you know with certainty that you will achieve and then slowly add every single week a small amount of uh, time frame. So let's say hypothetically a real-life example, let's say you don't do any personal development on sales, um, then you would spend, let's say, one hour a week. So maybe on a Saturday morning when you wake up, you'll have brekkie, you'll have a nice coffee, and you'll spend one hour reading a book, studying a podcast, watching a training tutorial, enrolling in something, and that will be your 100% focus. Then the next week, you might go one hour, 10 minutes. The next week, you might go one and a half hours. The next week, you might go two hours. And you'll slowly build up to ideally, the perfect outcome would be half an hour to an hour every single day. So that's the talent sorted. If you're spending one hour a day, five hours a week, let's say, because there's five business days in the week, you will be so much further advanced as an individual comparing yourself to who you were three months ago, six months ago, 12 months ago, yep. and every other every other recruiter you're competing against. Also, I think to add to that, one thing Inika mentioned last week that I think is really important, yes, you need time, but also ways in which talent. you can, Yeah, 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 but blocking out time for your talent, right? Yeah. If you need ways in which you can introduce it to keep your day going, you know how she mentioned about like the mapping the market, you know, do it as you go. Yep. She also mentioned another key thing that was really good. Say you need to better your explanation when you present candidates to clients, leaving the interview with your fresh notes, getting a, getting one of your colleagues and saying, hey, I need to tell you everything about this candidate right now as if you were a client. Mm. Boom, boom, boom. They ask you a dumb question back. You can't answer it. Then you've got to refine it until you finish every interview. Say you're doing two, three interviews a day. It's going to take you a minute to two minutes to leave that interview. Say it. There's six to 10 minutes a day. There's your hour a week. Hey, just want to jump in here. We've got a confessions hotline. So give us a call, send us a text. If you want to share any juicy stories or even just ask a question that's been on your mind, because we'd love to hear from you. The phone number is 0485-865-483. Enjoy the rest of the show. So keeping it front of mind, essentially, yeah. um, is refining that skill. Uh, keeping it front of mind and constantly working at it throughout the day if you've got the opportunity and potentially, you know, uh, focusing on refining that skill throughout the week. So um, as a summary on the talent pillar of this, uh, you need to be able to identify what the number one skill is required to be an exceptional performer. We recommend it's either sales, communication or thereabouts. You need to be able to schedule out or keep proactive in being able to refine and better this skill. If you're not, you're just doing the same thing. So that's number one. Number two is time. Declan, do you want to walk us through the time element of um, this concept? Sure thing. So with the time, we all, majority of us would agree, how many hours would you work a week? 40, 50, 60? Let's say I work, <clears throat> let's say I work 40 hours a week. 40 hours a week. So you would look at a high performer that works 50 hours a week. What would be the difference between both of you? Uh, well, he would, I guess he would 
he or she would work an extra 10 hours a week. Yep, 10 hours a week. Yeah. So you've got an option. You've got to either spend more time doing what you're doing or you can come more efficient in that time. So do you think you could be better if someone's working an extra 10 hours a week than you? They're purely the same skill level, same thought process. They weren't much better than you, but they just worked an extra 10 hours a week. Would they generate more? Would they bill more? Would they be a better recruiter? I guess all else being equal, if we had two cloned versions of myself, one Blake worked 40 hours, one Blake worked 50 hours, I guess you would have to expect that the outcomes and the performance would increase by 20%. Yeah. So if you're comparing a 10-hour difference each week, at the end of a quarter or the end of the year, that's 90 days extra someone's worked. Yeah. So, so if over the course of one year, if you're just doing instead of your 40-hour week, you're doing your 50-hour week, for every year that you work – someone else is working if they're working an extra 10 hours a week is working one year one one year and a quarter more than you more than you so not only are they getting more work experience they've got more time to do deals and output is is much higher i think that's a really really crucial element that like you don't have to be overly talented or crazy to understand that concept look at kobe bryant he was known for going to the courts till 1am shooting before practice shooting after practice he was obsessed and then became one of the best in the world. 100%. So let's say you're a 300K biller. Let's say you're a 200K biller and you want to bill more. Even if you don't do any of the talent or intensity pillars that we're referring to right now, if you purely just dedicated more time to the craft and time in the job and instead of working from you know 8.30 to 5.00, you then worked from 7.30 to 6. Statistically speaking, you will increase your billings by 20, 25%. So now instead of being a 300K recruiter, you are a 350, 360K recruiter. Is that right? Yeah. No, no, no. You're a 400K recruiter. If you increase your billings by 25% over 300K, it's an extra 75. So you've gone from a 300K biller to almost a 400K biller simply just by putting in more hours. And to be frank, everyone can put in more hours. I don't, I've never met anyone that has that works so much they can't squeeze out an extra one or two hours for the day. Mm. So that's another really um, strong pillar for the time is how much time are you going to dedicate to your performance? And just by simply putting in an extra 10 hours a week, you are working an extra three months a year for every year you work and you are essentially guaranteed to be able to achieve more by putting in that more time. And that time may not be extra hours at the office. You could be getting to to the office and you're actually just stuffing around with colleagues, you're talking shit, you're having an hour-long lunch break, you know, you're not actually spending the time doing what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, okay, so... You can find the hours where you need to be. The first thought that anyone would have after I say that is, well, what if you're just not doing anything and you're spending an extra couple of hours in the office a day not being productive, which leads us on to... Intensity. So what's the third pillar? What's the intensity pillar? That is what you're doing in the time. That's the intent and the intensity, the work rate you're firing at, not I don't think anyone out there is 100% intensity 
100% of the time and 100% works on their talent. Like maybe the best in the world are, but they're still probably not 100%. So what you do in those hours is going to dictate how you improve your talents. If you're doing wishy-washy talented stuff but with no intention, then they're not really going to improve and you can drag that on over time. Same with the intensity and the intent that you set for your day. Someone who works 12 hours a day, 60 hours a week, you would rather be this person that's got 40 hours a week with 80% intensity than someone who's working 60 hours a week with 40 or 50% intensity. Yeah. So let's kind of explain what we mean about intensity. So throughout the day, we all have our moments where we're locked in, we're dialed in, we're focused let's say it might be over a two or three hour period uh, where we've got good momentum and then something happens. We might have a a client call in. We might have a colleague disrupt us in the office. We might start feeling hungry. We might want to go get a coffee. Whatever happens um, breaks our flow in our intensity and then we're not intense anymore. So on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being the most focused and dedicated with no distractions and high energy, high output, and zero being completely distracted, not actually working, you know, I would say, you know, maybe you might have one or two or three periods throughout the the workday where you are, let's call it eight to nine intense. And then the other times you might be four or five because you're somewhat distracted with office banter. You get kind of stuck on a scrolling uh, kind of uh, episode in through LinkedIn with, without any focus or clarity. And so how can we increase your intensity and keep it at the eight or nine for extended periods of time throughout the day? So it's obviously, you know, you can obviously put in more hours, but if those hours are um, lackluster, yeah, not doing anything, then, then obviously that's not productive. But then when we move to the intensity pillar of uh, this, these concepts, how can you remove anything out of your life through a day-to-day standpoint uh, that reduces your intensity? So for example, um, having a certain conversation with a colleague, let's say this colleague's a bit of a, a, a funny guy or funny girl in the office, they're always distracting um, and they kind of get you off track save your conversations with them at the end of the day where you've at least given yourself the best shot to stay focused and intense all day or those types of clients or candidates that you talk to that you know will be extremely draining on your energy. Zap. Yeah. Yeah. That zap your energy. We all have these people. It could be your manager. It could be your colleague. It could be a client. It could be a candidate that when you talk to them, you just feel instantly like what the F um, save those and schedule those conversations towards the end of the day because at least you know when you do have a conversation with them, if they do zap your energy, you're going home straight after and you can veg out on the couch. But if you have those conversations at the start of the day and it ruins the rest of your day, then um, that's on you now because you recognize that they are a drain on your energy. So the intensity uh, purpose of of this pillar is around how can you stay as focused as possible for as long as possible to get the most amount of output during the hours that you work. And so um, these are the three things that you can, as a recruiter, focus on your time, your talent, and your intensity 
to start to think, okay, how can I start improving my time, talent, intensity to get better results, to be a better recruiter, to improve as an individual and get more dialed in and change the way that I'm doing things for the better for 2024. Have we covered those three? Is there anything to add on the intensity uh, moment? I think intensity works a lot better when you're prepared, like having prep work done, identifying those things. Like you could write a, a list of things that you know take your energy or take your focus knowing what your strong points can do in the morning, like if it's BD or even I had a good one. Harvey catches up with a candidate every morning and gets him juiced up and it's like his clock on for work. I thought that was a good one. Um, so just having those base anchors that you can link your intensity to and set the standards from the beginning. There wouldn't be too much else that I think is pretty pretty clear. Um, if you have any questions, like reach out to us and, and let us know. If it's um, a light bulb went off in my head when we got taught this, yeah, it just really hones in on and makes you think and realize, shit, I'm not doing this. I could yeah. Be See, the thing is, these the time, talent, and intensity. Like people can't train that. You can't go to a course and then learn how to put more time into your craft, how to put more uh, time aside to get more talented at your craft, how to. Uh, prioritize and and focus on being more dialed in during your work hours like no manager no training program is going to be able to get you dialed in in these three areas so these are really kind of self-governing responsibilities and pillars that you need to take uh, responsibility of and implement and so uh, what we plan to do over 2024 is start to unwind and showcase some of the training and the onboarding and the uh, inductions that we provide to the ex-recruiter partner network and give, give some recruiters out there that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're not running your own recruitment agency, um, but give just all recruiters out there um, the most amount of uh, insights and knowledge on how they can become better at their craft, make more of an impact for that, not only their clients and candidates, but make more of an impact for themselves. Because at the end of the day, recruitment's a great gig, but um, there's a higher purpose to why we're in this position. And, and that's really to uh, give ourselves the lifestyle, the freedom of choice and the flexibility and the income for us to be able to support ourselves, our family and um, have that freedom to, to do what we want to do. So, um, yeah, if anyone's got any questions about the time, talent and intensity, shout out to our high performance coach on running us through these three core pillars. Uh, We'd love to be able to have everyone uh, stay tuned for uh, the next episodes to go through some more tangible um, uh, teachings and instruction on how to become a better recruiter and and focus on uh, delivering that wow moment and become better at sales and better at consulting and better at doing deals. Uh, And uh, yeah, keep it going for 2024. Yeah, because I think now there's going to be another big divide. Like there's, there's a lot of recruiters that joined in covid they got soft. They're not going to make it through. And the ones that capitalize on this, I think there's going to be a huge gap um, for recruiters. There's going to be a skill talent shortage for recruiters. There probably already is. Um, but the ones that identify this and become even, you know, hone in on this, become a better recruiter, your value is going to increase dramatically, not just within your agency, but within the industry, within, you know, society. It's going to be a, in business. It's going to be a lot more important. 
as um as we go through 2024. So your ability to perform and invest in yourself has never been more apparent. Apparent. Hundred percent. Now I don't think anyone gets into recruitment to fluff around and be average. You know, we all want to be a better version of ourselves, whether that be recruitment and personally. And just by uh, being a bit more proactive and, and reaching out and, and trying to seek out ways to become better is going to dramatically improve your performance, not only at work, but in your personal life as well. Because ultimately, the more you, the better you do at work, the more successful you are at work, um, that will flow over into your personal life and you'll be able to take more control uh, from a personal standpoint on your personal circumstances. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed that nice, quick, sharp uh, episode. Any questions, feel welcome to reach out to us. Make sure you follow along because we're going to be sharing some uh, some really good tangible uh, knowledge bombs over the next six to 12 months and uh, continue the show. Keep crushing it. Bring on 2024. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in to another Confessions of a Recruiter podcast with Blake and Declan. We hope you enjoyed and got a lot of value and insights out of this episode. If you do have any questions or you would like to recommend someone to come on the Confessions podcast, we would love any introductions. And remember the rule of the podcast, like, share, and recommend it to a friend. Until next time, 